podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 37, season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. What a podcast we have for you, because Tottenham motherfucking bollocks. Joined by Ricky and T. How's it going, boys? Good, good, good. Happy New Year, cunts. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> I just throw C-bomb straight in there. Like <laughs> Unnecessary. You might get another email saying that I'm being offensive Unnecessary. You might get another email saying I've been offensive again, so I thought I'd start on the right foot. Yes, uh, yeah, apparently some offensive things were said. Um, 
but um, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, UBUT will always be behind you. Um, before, before I don't know if this is best time. Rick, you asked me to do something, didn't you? And I didn't do it because I didn't, we don't typically have a running order. We just do this shit off the dome. And um, it's there's basically a rating system on Spotify now, isn't it? You can you can basically rank rate your 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 favorite podcasts and i don't know what happens when it happens when it just looks good though right rick yeah yeah exactly so if you go on spotify you can now just like flav said you can you can now rate your podcast and if you go into the fighting cock give us a five star rating i don't know what Mm. it does we'll just guess that in some kind of algorithm somewhere that we rank higher must just, do something. Just give us five stars, yeah. Just, just, yeah, bo- just give bollocks, us five stars. Bollocks to all that. I, I looked at the Extra Inch, and they have more than ours. Now, I, I, if, I've, if you've listened to the Extra Inch, and you should go over and listen to it, they've probably mentioned it about 400 times. I've never mentioned it before. That's why we've got less. So if I want to beat the Extra Inch in this, this is a competition now, and I'm pretty sure Wendy will be listening to this. You mug, Wendy. We're going to beat you at this. <laughs> This is this is the real quiz, right? So just go over to big our stiff idiots. You big stiff idiots, stiff blood. Uh, if you <laughs> if you um yeah go over go over to Spotify, right? Click or just it's just open it in your app, and it's literally just right there when you go on to the, click on the Fighting Cock podcast. You can give us five stars. Yeah, I'm gonna do it for myself. There we go. Have you done a new year present to us? Yeah, of course I yeah. have. <laughs> Every device uh, in my house. Even knocked on my neighbour's door. <laughs> oh, hi, Ricky. You're on. Do you want some sugar? Now, nah, can I uh, check all your devices? Because I need to go on Spotify. Or <laughs> can I check all your devices? Uh, you just ch- you're getting a VPN to change your IP address, so you can. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is boring. Um, how's it going, boys? I suppose our. Um, I mean, we, we won again, didn't we? And uh, Conte's what, eight unbeaten, just slapping him up. He's uh, he said afterwards there's been some commotion, a little bit of commotion. If you follow Alistair Gold's tweets that there was some sorry fucking music playing there was some um, assumption that, that that Conte potentially won't be given the money he was promised that was kind of what I read in between the lines what the story was about uh, we'll come on to that but how are you feeling about the um, how are you feeling about the the result I don't want to go through it because like you said to you earlier it's like it's it was just a frustrating game, but we got there in the end, and there's not much else to say about it. But how, how did you feel coming out of it, and what what has that done for our position in the league and our push towards Champions League football? Um, we won. I don't. I don't really want to speak about the game or ever watch it again. Well, how frustrated was you? Uh, what is it? What, what? Why do you say I that? Was, what was it? I was. I was a bit frustrated, but you got to bear in mind. He's not at a transfer window yet. He's making do with the players that he has. Um, I've not really read the social media, the overall reaction to, to what's happened. But even if we did end up drawing 0-0, it would have been frustrating. But I think you've got to judge Conte after a window or two. It's just there are going to be games like that. We've had um, Prime, Eriksen, Musa Dembele, and we've had opponents that we couldn't break down. It happens. There's going to be days like that. I mean, I think... It, it coming off the back of the Southampton game kind of compounds things a bit, but no, we we, we got the win and we just just got to, just got to move on. Really, I think the reaction was it was just relief. Basically, finally we got it done. It wasn't. I think everybody is quite philosophical about 
that performance and that result. When Watford set up in the way that they did, or any team in the Premier League who decide our game plan is going to stop you at all costs and we are pretty much going to abandon any hope of, of actually scoring, then it will be frustrating for almost every club that you go up against it. And like you said previously, that's a great point. We have struggled with Ericsson to break down teams before. I remember under um, Redknapp and Pochettino, us absolutely dominating at home, and then the other team racing away and scoring a goal in the last minute. Wigan, I think that happened. I don't know if you remember that. Um, Hull, Newcastle. Yeah. Right, so not only did we... It was a similar sort of thing, but they... You know, it happens. It really, it just, it just happens in football. It's not you can't convincingly beat every team. But what we did get from that performance, Rick, was a complete domination of the ball, which, while doesn't count for much, is similar to XG, right? It's a seismic shift from Jose Mourinho and Nuno. Yeah, totally. I, I let me just um, read you uh, a wee bit here. Passes for Watford, 266 total passes. Yep. Ours was 766. Um, short passes for Watford, 185. Ours was 667. Crosses, Watford was nine. Ours was 43. <laughs> 43. How many of those from, from Royale? <laughs> Fuck knows. But um, one thing is quite 42. surprising. Three balls, one. Mm. One. One through ball. And the game against Southampton, where they defended uh, doggedly, exactly the same against Watford. Surprised uh, someone like Tangy didn't didn't come on at all or earlier, whenever, because um, mm. he's the type of player that that, that can play that ball and, does and play unlock defenses. So just doesn't like um, him, though, does he? It, just well, I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. So it's clear that he doesn't. Um, <laughs> And, uh, well, I mean, in that press conference, he asked him about what Tangy's position was um, <laughs> in, the, in the squad. And he just said midfield, midfielder, I think. I think something that's the thing that killed it. Something, something like that. Uh, paraphrasing there. But, yeah, I don't think he's, uh, he's in his good books. The, the but, thing is, um, whatever it is, Rick, is that he's, you know, you know what Conte wants from his players. And, you know, remember this, that famous interview, he said he'd rather kill a player than select one who wasn't going to pull in the same direction that he wanted. So, not, I mean, you just have to assume that the players are definitely not playing. It's because they don't fit into what Conte wants. Yeah. What was you going to say, mate? I'll cut you. Yeah, no, no. It's to, it, it's like, so to go back on the thing, on the, on the frustrating thing again, like Southampton drop points there and I think the teams around us capitalised um, so it was really disappointing to know that we were so close to fourth and it's just kind of a few points back and then um, just watching the Guna game and them losing it in injury time and just thinking god if we could get the three points here and they uh, uh, and obviously they didn't and then the frustration starts creeping in you nil nil and you're up to 90 minutes Yes, we got it in injury time. Thank the fucking Lord. Um, scenes everywhere. Mm-hmm. But now the dust has settled. It's like we've had two games where two teams have put everyone behind the ball. Now, what do we do for that plan B? Like like you said, previous managers, we've found it very hard to break teams down. Um, and teams have counterattacked us and scored. 
and at the moment where where teams are doing that, and there's going to be more. There's going to be teams that be like Harry Kane, Sonny, Mora, Conte coming to town. Fucking just sh- shut the shop, man. Just defend for our lives and try and get a draw. What are we going to do to break them down? That's that's what I want to see and what I want to know. I've got an um, answer to that, Rick. Yeah, I'd like to hear that answer. Okay, that's good. Um, I think if mo- nine times out of ten you win those games. If if someone sets up by like Norwich did and like Southampton had to because they're down to ten men in the second half, nine times out of ten you win. You do get that chance. You you might get a couple more. You score and then they have to come out and it abandons their plan. I don't. I would. I don't mind being up against that. I, I think nine times out of ten Spurs win that game quite easily. You know, if you think about that game against Southampton, I've already made the point, but we had two legitimate goals chalked off. Another game they wouldn't have been. And Kane's miss in the first half against uh, Watford. You've seen him bury those all day. That's bread and butter for him. I think he's a yeah. little bit. We said on the Five Statements podcast I did with Spooky, uh, uh, you know, after the game for our Patreon, that he looks... A, he's, he's back. He's coming back to the fore, right? He's, he's obviously hungry under Conte and whatnot, but... And a year ago or two years ago, Harry Kane buries that with ease. That's like a tap-in for him, do you know what I mean? So typically, like, when he's on on top form. But, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was frustrating, but we got the win. We find ourselves two points off Arsenal with two games in hand. If we beat them in the, uh, in, in the, the next Premier League game, then that's seven points if we pick up. You know, it's big ifs and buts, but I feel comfortable right now. How how do you feel, T? Quietly confident. I feel feel okay. Um, I'd rather have the points of the game, points on the board, than have the the games in hand. Um, They're both away. Um, But I agree wholeheartedly with what you said about nine times out of ten, we win Southampton, we win against Watford. You know, those are games that we've won. We created more than enough chances. Um, I think there was a plan B. Um, You know, we went out wide. I think against Southampton, we had an inverted... Yeah, inverted wingers who tried that way um, might become a bit predictable, but I feel that Conte's always got tricks up his sleeve. The only, I mean, there are very small criticisms with do we need Skip and Hobier against a team who are not going to attack us? I don't know. But, you know, as I've said before on the pod, he's forgotten more about football than I, than I know. So who am mm. I to kind of cast aspersions on Conte's tactical nous? But, um, I mean, they're just interesting talking points. You're right. I mean, we, we can't lace his boots, but it, it, it's. I, I, I would argue that that's, that's a fair statement, isn't it? Do we need Skip and Hoybier? Or did we need Emerson Royale? Or could we have not brought on someone who's a little bit better at crossing? <laughs> like, like almost anybody. I, I, Brian think, I think that can be coached. I, th- I, think coach, I think crossing can be coached. And we can have different scenarios in training and. Maybe it's not so much the quality, but maybe the timing of the crosses. Maybe he's got to cross it first time early. Sometimes he's kind of um, rolling the ball and then crossing it in, which gave um, the defenders time to um, get, get into their shape. Um, yeah, maybe he could have brought on a different fullback. It did feel like they were letting Emerson have the ball, have the ball and put the crosses in. But, you know, um, again, it's, it's a learning for, for Conte, the coaching team, and Emerson himself. He's only 22 years old. He's still quite young. He's... He can still improve. We needed a right back anyway. I mean, it's not based on the last two games that we needed. We we needed a right back anyway because it looks like Joe E is going to leave, and you know we should, we need to get a right back. And I'm I'm guessing, <laughs> I mean, Trippier's to Newcastle is apparently done and dusted. So that's one that's one we can cross off. 
if you if you had the option to sign Trippier, would you? He would have well, had. I'm not fond of him. No, no, I don't think any of us were really. But he would have had an absolute field day against Watford. Like he's crossing him. one of his um, best attributes or his, his delivery, wasn't it? Yeah. What about you, Rick? Would you take him back? It doesn't look like he's going to Newcastle. Though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I always like to. I like to look forward, not back. Um, I'm taking him on at, at th- who's 31. Um, I didn't have a problem with, with trips, to be honest. And like you said, his best attribute, what was his crossing? And, and if we had someone that could cross like him would be immense. But I'd rather I'd rather go for someone else, really, if I'm honest. Don't know who, but... Um, speaking of other people, we've... Uh... Just today, been linked with Lukaku. <laughs> it's a bit of a lazy one, isn't it? It is a little bit. Apparently, he, he wants to re- reunite with former Inter Milan boss Antonio Conte at Tottenham. Claims an outlandish report in Italy. That's bullshit. Um, that was mad. That interview, wasn't it? Like, what was he thinking? Where? Like, what? What was he thinking? Like, how did he think that that would play out? That like, he basically said, oh, it's not working out" or something like that, along those lines. I, I shouldn't have left. And, I, thought, uh, I thought like there's been a bit of an overreaction to it. Really, he's just said what he thinks. Um, yeah, but he's got he's got to deal with the he's got to deal with the consequences of that, which has been dropped from the from the Chelsea squad. Um, You're paid a lot of money to fall in line, though. Like yeah. part of your job is to represent your club in the best light because football is yeah, such an emotional n- thing. N- none of that was said when Kane was speaking of going everywhere in the golf course, though, was it? You know, it was just. Um, yeah, well, Kate, I mean, uh, Gary Neville's actually come out and <laughs> had a go at Lukaku, saying it's unprofessional. Yeah. And, you're like, you know and all, you and all the replies are saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, Imagine going into it just came out of nowhere. Though. He's only been there three months. Like, what, why, what, What's he got from saying it is what I don't understand. He hasn't, he hasn't got any credit. I agree with that. He's got no credit in the bank. Kane had seven, eight years of credit in the bank to say, I can almost say what he wants. But um, So what's he going to say, Rick? Yeah, go on, Rick. Go on. I, I, I just imagined saying it to my boss, like going into work Tuesday morning, <laughs> and he's he's asking me. We're doing like some kind of strategy meeting. I'm just like proper closed off body language, like I'm literally looking the other way, shoulders are pointing the other way, and he's just saying stuff. And I'm like, Nah, that, I don't <laughs> think we should do this. No, I don't. I don't like what how, how you're running the team. Like it's fucking madness. It's like that is so unprofessional. Yeah, you might have, uh, you might disagree and stuff like that. Take it up with your boss. Take it up with your assistant manager. Take it up with uh, the chairman. What, whatever. But then going like public like that, it's just I don't know what you're going to achieve, really. Like if he's only just joined them this summer for fucking like ninety-seven million. It's not like he's at the end of his contract or anything like that. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. I love it. I absolutely um, love it. I, think I, mean, the issue... I love it because it's not us. A, a, lot, a lot of the issues stem from them not playing to his strengths. And um, I don't agree with Jermaine Genus a lot. But he said it feels a bit like um, Chelsea signed him and not Tuchel. And um, Tuchel, whatever the fuck his name is. And they're not mm. playing to his strengths, which is like normally early crosses into the box. So maybe he's frustrated of that. But, you know, in a... In a global pandemic, I don't think Real Madrid are going to throw 150 million at it, so you'll have to you'll have to eat it. Um, yeah, well, they're they're they're, they're trying to get Haaland. I don't know how they're going to do that either. But uh, so Matt, look, it's, it's absolutely open season for Tottenham in the transfer market window at the moment. There's every there are 
rumours circulating about every single player that Traore's been linked, £20 million apparently now available. Griezmann's been linked for £40 million. Coutinho apparently open for, uh, available for £16 million with £145,000 a week wages. Um, PSG... I mean, can, I, mm-hmm. can I ask you guys something? Like you just said, Flav, with uh, Griezmann, um, Coutinho, Isco from Real Madrid... Yeah, um, there's a few, uh, you know, kind of world class midfielders from a few years back that, for whatever reasons, injury, uh, fell out of clubs, or just not getting first team football. Um, for them coming to, would you take them uh, this January, or is it kind of? I don't know the uh, the, the age profile of, of each of these players. We'll just say 29 plus. Um, would we take these players on with the, the astronomical wages or fees or anything like that? Um, do you think it's a good idea, basically, to, to taking these types of players on? I think, I don't know what you feel, T, but I think if you get offered Griezmann for 40 million, you bite their hands off. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's it's, that, it's you know, he's going to be, well, yeah. be 31 in a couple of months. Um, it's not ideal. I'd rather us sign younger players, but Griezmann and Isco. Oh, better than Bergwijn, who they'd probably be replacing in the squad, to be fair. Um, I would like us to look for... I mean, as I said in the, in the previous podcast, try to be ahead of the curve getting in Dombelli, because he was someone who was sought after and it's not worked out. So getting someone like Griezmann, who's won a World Cup, he's, you know, been a fairly successful player. You know, I think he got the bronze ball in the, in the last World Cup, the league's best player in 2016. So... There's a lot of talent there. and um, You've got Wikipedia think... open, haven't you? FB ref, mate, FB ref. No, no need for Wikipedia. <laughs> That's a fucking bronze goal. What the fuck? I don't even know what that is. Uh, Faker, Faker's, Faker's top scorer. Third, oh, right, no, right. third, third, third scorer. But, um, yeah, yeah. But, um, no, we're looking for players who have actually won stuff. I mean, all these players have actually won things. And within our squad, not many of them have won a great deal apart from, I think, Hugo. So maybe that's the thinking of getting these players. And I've, and I've always loved Isco. When is that Mitchell? I don't know, don't know what his form is like more recently, but maybe you know they're just looking for players who know how to win. I I, I like this, the message it sends out as well. Not necessarily Isco. I don't think Coutinho's message because he's been touted around. It isn't like a a massive coup to around. Yeah, yeah, he's been thrown around like a little piece of meat. <laughs> yeah, God, do you want to go on that? Do you want to go on that? <laughs> <laughs> he's a Asians just passing him around. Going, do you want to go on? Do you want to go on him? Um, um, and yeah, but with Griezmann, it's, it's something else. Like he's in his, in his. Well, I don't know what his peak is. It might have reached it already. But if you look at his age, um, the clubs he's played for, what he's won, World Cups, whatnot. Griezmann's a, a big statement signing. And if Conte's not going to sign him unless he is on board with playing in Conte's system. And and Conte the, has the gravitas to bring a player like that in, um, and it reminds me of the kind of statement signings that Arsenal w- were able to make previously. It, you know, when they signed Özil, that was different gravy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I hated it, but I was like, wow, that is a signing. It's that kind of thing. Like we, we when yeah. we signed Klingsman or or Van der Vaart, it's that level, and we haven't had that in a long time. And I, and I wonder what message that sets out. Imagine if you've got. Daniel Levy just below him is Paratici and Conte, and we sign in a sign a world class player like Griezmann. Like, what message does that send out? How how serious do we have to be taken then? 
because I think every I, I still think even though we've got got Conte from other fans, although it's it's swinging a little bit now, but other fans still see us as Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? Not, you know they're they're a threat, but are they really kind of attitude? But you saw sort say, of. Okay. I had no idea you rated Griezmann that highly, Flav. Bloody hell! I, I'm I, I'm just. To be honest, I've probably only seen him play like five times in my life. I just think it, uh, it just, um, I think the level of signing, yeah, signing him over, Traore doesn't send the message to the rest that, that we're, we're serious about signing Obviously, new players. no, no, no. But no, Griezmann no. is significant, I think. Probably not as significant as Vlahovic, who I'm absolutely in love with. Probably not saying his name right, but... What do you do? You not think that would be like a statement signing then to you? Or would it send a message, or do you think oh he's, they're buying somebody's over the hill? I don't think Griezmann sends a message. It'd be a good signing though for me. But again, you know, I'm not someone who's got a finger on the pulse of Spanish football. Spanish football, but um, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's on the Van der Vaart or um, not that level. level. But it'd, it'd still be a good signing. As for trial race, one of those where you just got to trust Conte because yeah. I don't I don't see it. Um, Maybe we're moving away from crosses in the box and just doing cutbacks, and that's what Traore is good at. I think I think cutbacks might be better because you're luring a player out from central to stop the cross coming in, cut it back, and may have someone waiting on the edge of the box, a Kane, a Son, or even a Lucas Moura. So How much maybe, fun maybe that's the thinking. How much fun would he be, though? If it's it 20 would... million, then why not? That's, that's like um, 5 million in, in old money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's piss, isn't it? We piss 20 goals, million. His goals and assists haven't been that great, though, have they? No matter, shit. Mate. His end product is woeful. His end product is so. So we so we were going to be we're, we're going to be signing here. We'll potentially signing him because Emerson, uh, his crossing is woeful. But then we're going to sign Traore to kind of fix that problem by getting yeah. someone in that hasn't got any assists or isn't scoring and is woeful at crossing as well. And, and has never played right wing back in his life. Neither, neither, neither yeah, did Victor that, Moses. Yeah, that as well. Indeed. Look, Rick, neither, neither did Victor what, Moses. Victor Moses didn't. You're right. You're right, Rick. Rick's got a problem for every solution, man. Come on. Get, get yeah. on board. He also doesn't like... Do, also, Rick, he doesn't like Emerson Royale, doesn't like Ndombele, doesn't like Triore. There's a pattern for me here, mate. Apparently. He's going to blow up a club like on EastEnders. <laughs> Apparently, he did not rare, rare, though. He was looking at him when he was at Inter. Uh, he looks like a um, too. He, um, Traore runs fast, mate. He runs fast and he runs people. It's going to be so much fun. And look, all he, he's got such... He, at, at Wolves, he doesn't have the options. All he's got to do is run past eight players and then pass it to Son or Kane. That's, he can do a five-yard pass. He just... Just run to the point where he has to make the five-yard pass and just pass it. But do we need him to get loads of goals in this? We just need him to fucking cause chaos. Chaos, indeed. Just madness. Same, same way that sort of. I don't know. I mean, uh, what going? Paulinho did back in the day. <laughs> he was so that's so good. Garbage. It just caused chaos. He wore, uh, the only reason he, he caused chaos is because he wore his shirt on his legs. And his shorts over his body. That's how much fucking shit he was. Oh god, he was terrible. I I, I remember calling Christ. Paulinho after three games, going, "This geezer's muck." <laughs> do you remember that on the pod? You uh, don't I can't remember. remember. I, th- I think I think Bardi was uh, team Paulinho. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. But he was also the, Davidson Sanchez is going to be better than Ledley King. Ledley King, <laughs> maybe, mate. 
I swear to God, I'm, I've said this a couple of times, I'm eating humble pie. Goal aside, he was, again, mustard, I thought, against Watford. And he was challenged a couple of times. I thought he was really in control. His willingness to overlap and be brave. Um, um, and his passing was more direct. And, and, and it may be because the bar is so low that I'm rating his performances so high. I just thought he was, I just feel really comfortable with him there. And that's something I never thought I would say about Sanchez. If he ever celebrates the goal, I'm going to go off him. Don't celebrate any goals, mate. Just keep it up. It's <laughs> what annoys me, actually. It I love it. He scored a, a last-minute fucking winner, 96-minute winner, and he doesn't even raise a smile. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, the Tottenham fans are at your end. How could you not run round and go up to them and then just put your hands behind your ears and just fucking drink that in? Just like, like fucking... Don't know. Yeah. You see Rodri against Arsenal. That was beautiful. Yeah, do that. Do I, I, I don't know why players, more players don't do that. Run right at him. Are, are Arsenal fans going to get done for chucking bottles at him? I don't know, but look what happened to the, at the Leeds game. Did you see that one? No. What happened? Has <laughs> 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 he gone? I don't know. I can't hear him. All right, no, don't matter. Do, do you, do you um, just jump out and jump back in, T? Um, did you did you, did you love that? Like all the bottles flying in and that just proper <laughs> hatred. You know how yeah, far it. have Arsenal Absolutely fallen, Rick? How far have Arsenal fallen that they're now celebrating a, a loss? Yeah, that that it's kind of it's been pleasing to me really. Like that they um, they feel that obviously that, that they were robbed. Uh, they were the better team, and that you know obviously City scored in injury time. Um, it was just beautiful, really, and to to see them so salty and complaining, it was just it was glorious. And then uh, Rodri running into the corner and giving it, <laughs> Going I, mental. Yeah, I, I absolutely love shit like that. Uh, like Vardy used to do shit like that all the time. Like I love yeah. it when players wind up the the home fans or, or, or the away fans, wherever wherever you are, just going up to them and goading them. That's what that's what I fucking live for, man. Yeah, I mean, like, Adebayo was more famous for that celebration. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> celebration. Scoring for Man City, leaving Arsenal, and running the length and just sliding in front of him, going, yes, come on. <laughs> All the incensed, sort of coked-up faces running down the, ty- the, the uh, vomitories. Ah, fuck you, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Unbelievable. I wonder if they'll get done though, throwing um, <coughs> drinks and food onto the pitch. It should. I think, I think ten points deduction. Ah, oh, mate, imagine that. I don't think they will. I don't know. Just it's just one of them. I think. I'm not sure if um, if it will make much difference at all. Nah. Um, are you looking forward to the Arsenal game? Rick? Yeah, I am. I I am because obviously we've got Conte in charge. It's a home game. Um, we're unbeaten in what is it eight now? Um, so I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but more than anything, it's. I have a feeling that we have to, and the players know it as well. That we winning this game just isn't going to be enough. We have to Bury really them. put a, a performance in because that turnout at the Emirates this season under Nuno was an absolute disgrace. Um, and they just need to make it right, really. I'm still, you know, I'm not. Uh, it's not something that I'm thinking about now, but it's a very, it was a very hurtful performance, and my for, for me. So I they need to trying fucking... to make 
I remember yeah, trying to make make excuses, saying, "Well, another day we've got free. Could have got free. Bit of post. It was yeah. They would they would. It would yeah. I don't even want to go over that again, to be honest. But I I just look at I look at the Liverpool game, and Arsenal will want to play against us, right? They're not going to just sit back. They'll want to play. I look at the Liverpool game, and I think we'll we'll create chances. It's whether. We are going to get a game where we just put a team to absolute bed. We just literally tuck them up, put them to bed, brush their hair and, and, and give them a kiss on the forehead and put them to sleep. It, someone's getting that. It's coming. Do you know what I mean? So you with Glass us? of milk on the side. Yeah. Uh, tea's still not with us. Um, we've got a question here from Matthias Fjeldstedt. He <laughs> says, what... Hello, T. What do you think of the reports that co- transfer talks between Conte and the rest of and the rest of the hierarchy are yet to take place? Seems insane to leave it late this late. Shouldn't you have done dusted for for when the window opens up? Um, um, I hadn't heard that the conversation hadn't taken place. I've heard that there was an, there was I say heard I read an read an article on Football London that that um, that the purse strings are going to be tighter because of the spending we did in in the summer and that mm. don't expect Tottenham to be free spending you know war chest open go and get all the players they want um, what what do you make of that Rick if it's true um, I think that there's there's a little bit of um, I think Conte was saying that uh, he was supposed to have a meeting earlier and then it was pushed back because um, he wanted more time to assess his squad, um, and so it was Conte's decision to put it back. Well, I think yeah, I think there's a bit, there's there's been a bit of both, but really, I mean, come on, man! If you don't think that there has been discussions <laughs> going on, of course, like it, like he just he's just waited until the first of January. Like Conte has got a fucking an alert on his phone as soon as it goes one minute past 12 first of jan yes i can talk to fucking fabio about the uh about the transfers and, and levy like no don't be so fucking silly they are talking all the time and he would have given that that he would have given it may not have been like a you know a, a to-do list given from your like from your missus you need to sort this out this weekend it's one of those uh ongoing conversations that they would say these are the positions we need Paratici would have come in and said okay we've heard noise that this player might be able to be, be available Conte's like yeah we'll have a look at him now nah, don't fancy him yeah I might be it's always ongoing it isn't just going to be one meeting that happens and then everybody just decides from there um, okay, I think, according, I think they just play it safe in the papers. According, they? according to a report in the Express on the twenty seventh of December, Con, uh, Tottenham boss Conte is preparing for his first January transfer window in charge of the North Londoners. But it's, uh, Tottenham boss Antonio Conte is reportedly putting off holding transfer targets with Paratici ahead of the January window. Conte has seen and overseen a dramatic, dramatic, drastic improvement in form, but will likely want to complete business next month. So if you believe this, and it has as much credibility as any other uh, newspaper article, um, that um, you know, it's Conte's doing. It's not it, the go-to thing. I think the, the biggest fear from Spurs fans, isn't it, is 
we don't want to fuck this opportunity up and we don't want Daniel Levy to do it. So any 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 sort of story that might suggest that we aren't supporting Conte is going to tap into our deepest fears as, as Tottenham fans that we're going to not give him what he wants and he'll just bin us off and we'll be back to square one. That's what everyone's fearing, right? Yeah. But it, so, so whenever you read a story that taps into what you, you don't want to happen, it has a more significant impact on you than just saying we've been linked with X, X amount of players or, or, or the truth that is that there is stuff happening behind the scenes. They are, all three of them are talking to each other. Why wouldn't they be talking to each other? So, you know, try not no, to you're, get you're, too yeah, caught Yeah, you're up. exactly, you, yeah, you're t- totally right where it's tapping into our our biggest fear because you can just go online and people are saying, oh, if Levy doesn't back Conte now, then blah, you know, and if he walks and stuff like that, it, it would be, I think Levy knows that position anyway. And as you, as we've just been talking, that they're they're all probably in discussions and have been for fucking ages. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's yes, early days. It'd be fine. We're being linked with other players, and you know, you got if if you're believing this stuff, then believe the other <coughs> the other stuff as well. Um, there he is. You back now, T. Yeah, fully back. Don't know what happened. <laughs> and have you got anything to add to that? Uh, did you hear any of it? Um, I got the gist of it. Yeah. Um, people choose to believe the bad stuff and not to believe the good stuff. And it will keep happening. They'll say, Levy and Enoch have done it again. Try and have faith, really. Indeed. Positive goal difference mindset. He says, with Wink's resurgence under Conte, is it time we bring back Tom Carroll? I think he's out of cup currently. Currently. Yeah, I think Conte's got the technology to, to fix him. Yeah, we have to Mid- Midfield general. If uh, Bancy Castle, he says, if Kane had forearm smashed someone like Mane, um, do you think we would stop talking about it before 2023? Is no there, chance. is there, do you think that there is, there is like a, that, that, that Kane is treated more harshly than other players, or is it just Spurs fans being sensitive, being a bit Liverpool about it? See, I think we're being a bit Liverpool about it. I mean, um, we only see things from our perspective, and it does feel like, Kane gets an unfair amount of criticism. So, for example, Kane got asked about a dive, and I don't think Salah has been asked. So, that kind of feeds into the paranoia that exists within our fan base. But yeah, any other any other big club feels the same. Um, you know, I mean, I guess I mean I don't know how you feel, Ricky, but what I didn't watch the Arsenal game, but it feels like Arsenal are brave losers more than City getting it out of the bag. And it's like, oh, that yeah. was Tottenham now. They'd be saying, oh, we're shit. I mean, we. I guess Liverpool, for example, we were brave and plucky, but we get none of that in the press. So that kind of feeds into, as I said, it depends on, I think it depends on the individual. And if you yeah. want to be offended, if you want to be a martyr, then that's what will happen. I do think that, that, that I, I might, I mean, maybe look, we're all biased and it's completely normal to, to be super defensive about your football club, even to the point of being unreasonable. I've got no problem with it. No, no issue at all. I completely understand why Liverpool fans reacted the way they did. Um, and it's also my right to take the piss out of them for being that way. But I would have probably been exactly the same way the other way around. Like, it's not, we're not, our job as fans is not to be subjective, uh, objective. Yeah, it's impossible. to be, yeah. or impartial. Our job is to, def- is, is, to laugh at the other fans, take the piss out of them, scream at them, say, claim your own injustices. 
it's just that Liverpool are a special breed when it comes to this, aren't they? I, I put out a couple of tweets and I have had absolute dogs abuse. Been called all things under the sun this week. Um, so uh, it's just they are a little bit, um, little bit more sensitive than others. But just to take your point on that Liverpool game, when we beat them, the story was all, all the COVID, like playing having to play Morton in midfield. But do you remember the same stories about them when they were running through the League Cup with their entire youth team? And then they have to play one of that youth team in a Premier League game, and it's our oh, well COVID. It's like Spurs. I think my in my bi- bi- biased mind, I don't. I think people dismiss performances that are decent, and then and put it down to the other team being shit. Like against Watford, we had seventy five percent possession, and all right, they didn't seem willing to attack, and they're happy to defend. But part of that is about our system and what Conte's done, right? We forced them to be in that position, either by some preconceived idea that we were gonna, we could, they couldn't handle us based on what Conte's done thus far, and so they decided to set up super defensive. Even that in itself is should be down, should be merited to Tottenham. But, but you don't hear that. I mean, talking about that, I don't know if you remember the last season when we beat West Brom one 0 away. I think um, Kane got the winner. Um, that game, I don't think we were all over West Brom from memory. You know, we weren't creating. We didn't have forty odd crosses, for example. We were just kind of, you know, just kind of muddled through the game and got through it in the end. At least now we're we're trying to win. Yeah, you know, we're, we're making the game. We're, yeah, it's not getting credit for it. We're dictating the flow of the game. We're yeah. making the game about Tottenham, whereas we were kind of passive previously. It yeah. was about. Defending, get our noses in, in front of them to shut, put another defender on the pitch and saying, Yeah, we're defensive. One of them, or it might be our, we'll, we'll play counter attacking football and we just sit back and we won't have the ball for five minutes each time. And you lost the ball and you go, Oh, for fuck's sake, we're going to have to wait another few minutes, we'll get it back, and hopefully Kane will be able to hit Son or vice versa. Um, yeah, it's just, whereas this, it was like a complete domination of the ball. Like that game was our game. It was a, that. That the, the entire way that game was played was based on what we wanted to do. We forced Watford to do what they did, and that's that's progress, isn't it? I mean, Conte mentioned about we are, you know, we be sometimes we are na- naive and that we we need to control the game for ninety minutes. Do everything you can to control every passage of play, influence every passage of play, and. I know Watford isn't a great barometer, but after eight games, it's not bad to see. It's good to see that complete shift, a complete shift in eight games under Conte, and in which he's unbeaten. Unbelievable, really, Rick. Yeah, I mean, again, like going back to your point about um, how people judge us and whether we're being uh, hypersensitive because it's Tottenham, and but I, I don't think that we will ever be given. Uh, credit that we deserve until until we win something. But from this is the point of view from other fans. Mm. Uh, until Tottenham wins something, then it will always kind of be the other team we're having a we're having an off day. It's nothing to do with Tottenham. And Harry Kane will always get um, pelters because he is the best, well, one of the best centre forwards in the world. Uh, he's English and he doesn't really put a foot wrong, really. Um, so 
and he's you know and, and because he isn't he hasn't got that um that kind of uh, wow factor because he is just you know uh, a, an Englishman. If if his if his surname was different or he came from somewhere else, then maybe he might he might have been given the, the respect that that he deserves. But I just don't think he'll ever get it. And until him and Tottenham lift a trophy, that people will actually stand back and give him give him and the club the credit that they deserve. Um, it will come one day. It will come. Um, Nishan Radio, he says, is Conte better than Poch? Is Conte a better manager than Poch? Yes, 100%. Ricky? Yeah. But he's, uh, like I just said, done more, he? he geezes one trophies. And until you win uh, league titles, FA Cups, whatever, then... You know, that that's just fucking... That just is the barometer of success, isn't it, really? Just need to stop talking about Poch, really, don't we? Super Nerd Landon, he says, is Ben Davies the best left centre-back in the Premier League? I don't in know how many play it in the world. I don't know how many, um, how many teams play back three at the back. So maybe five or six? I don't know. Probably no then. Idea. Probably. He's been... Uh, I just, just feel so steady with him. Steady with all of them, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's done well. He's done well. Um, Chris Scott, he says, is it just me who is enjoying hearing people squirm as they have to admit now how good Ben Davies and Harry Winks have been? They're both crap, but they're doing well in the system. <laughs> no, all these, all these, like, all these Ben Davies hive and Harry Winks lovers saying, oh, you know, eating humble pie. And as I said in the pod last week, yeah, Conte's his specialty is. Hiding the weakness of players playing them in a certain system. And, um, you know, it's not about humble pie with um, Winks and Davies. They were bad. They were very bad. And, yeah, the toilet. You know, I mean, I mean, what? I mean, Lucas Moore was bad. And this season, he's, he's getting the numbers in. Um, Sanchez was toilet, wasn't he? Yeah, Come on, um, let's be honest. My, shit. But... It's, it's, not, it's nothing personal. I mean, I want, I want the best 11 to, to win us games. Um, I've been... You know, I'm actually lyrical about Undombele, but now I'm kind of realising he, he might have to go. You've got to let that go. And, you know, don't be wrong. I mean, people said, oh, you know, Harry Winks is good all along. He, I don't know about that, mate. I mean... Um, Who said that? Well, I mean, well, this the bloke people. has probably written a question, probably, <laughs> says that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the fact that Chris Scott, Chris, Scott, Chris Scott can say whatever he likes now, because I have no idea what he said in the past. We've exactly. got a podcast. Everything's been recorded. <laughs> I have no idea what you've said, Chris Scott. You could have said some mad shit. Let me just have a little look at his timeline, just in case. <laughs> you could have said some mental stuff, and we can't get you, and now you're trying to get us. Look, there's nothing wrong. It's better to be wrong if it benefits Spurs, isn't it? Absolutely. There's no, there's no, there's no issue. Like I, Ricky's called players like no, Cal's the one. Cal calls everybody shit, garbage, yeah. garbage footballers, <laughs> not good enough. And even he said, like, oh, you know, we, uh, you know, I've got to take some humble pie. It isn't humble pie because it feels so good when you get it wrong. It should feel good anyway. It's people that stick to their guns when it's it's clear that they're just it's just horseshit their opinion, but they'll stick to stick to their guns anyway. I think, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that nearly everybody is playing better. Can you think of any player that's Regressed or is just I suppose in Don Blakey's not playing. Bervine looked alright. Um 
but yeah, no, he's had a massive improvement on all of them. Everyone, everyone's improved, really. Even Ryan Sessignon is someone who we almost miss, even though he's made of biscuits. Him being he, injured, he, he injured himself. Him being injured is actually news. It wouldn't be news in the past, so that's a good thing. What? Um, when did he get injured? No. When did he last play? Did he play against Liverpool? Might have been that game. Maybe yeah. He himself. I think he didn't. He did. Get, he, did <clears throat> he came off, didn't he? Yeah, I believe he did. Um, I was going to yeah. say, um, I haven't. Um, I, I've not been uh, Lacelso's biggest fan, and I don't know how much time he's actually had under Conte. So I would be. I'm interested to see how uh, he progresses. In the team and, and where Conte plays him and what and what he does. Speaking um, about uh, progression of players or regression. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a question here about uh, just has unpopular opinion. Emerson Royal has been a decent signing. Discuss. I've I've had him as um, one of my two of four on summer. Uh, been, a, been a good signing, Romero and Royale. Um, Gio looked all right in the games he's come on. Bellini's garbage. But I think overall, <laughs> Royale's been decent. He played well against um, Liverpool. I it's love just, your um, hatred of, of Gollini. <laughs> it's just, I just think, I mean, if he does well next season, I'll eat that humble pie happily. But um, he'll, I mean, Royale is 22 years old. He's young. He'll, he'll improve. I mean, Saturday was, was bad for him, but... It's better that we can see what needs to be worked on other than him being, you know, like, I mean, Alexander-Arnold was a god for a season and he had a bad season last year and now he's back to his best. Sometimes you need to see players in times of weakness to see what, see what needs to be worked on. I, I mean, it, if, Royal, if Royal's getting in these positions, that, that's yeah. a good sign. That's, that, just, that's, that's a part of his performance, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just him uh, and the coaches working with him of what T said earlier, you know, Instead of you taking that touch and then putting the ball in, just put the ball in straight away. Put it to the near post instead of going to the back, you know, working out all these different angles and types of balls that he should be putting in and what he, where he expects Kane and Son to be. And um, I think, like, his, um, you know, it's his first season in the Prem. It's like in eight he, games in in the Prem. Like, fucking in, give him a chance, for fuck's sake. In, in his defence... It, there were so many Watford players in the box. It really didn't matter where Kane and Son were. Uh, I would say that the type of crossing that he was doing in terms of he was sort of floating or looping the ball over, when that stops working, he should have just smashed it in there and caught, created a bit of chaos or what? just changed it up. A, go on, One big, big, big point in all of this. He's not a wing-back. He doesn't, doesn't play at wing-back. He's learning the position as he goes along. He's not... I don't believe Barcelona had three at the back. If they do, I'll eat a humble pie on that one. But he strikes me as an out-and-out right-back in a, back, in a flat-back four. So a lot of humble pie on this pod, isn't it? I was about to <laughs> say that. I was going to say, we keep fucking humble pie, man. Stop eating humble pie. Pod title, half-eating pie. But no, I mean, I'm fairly certain he plays in a flat-back four. So he's learning in another position. He doesn't speak much English. He's in a new league. I mean, it would be good if we bought an established right back and have uh, we are learn under him that'll probably be better yeah I mean look he's cost 30 million I don't know how much we've actually paid up front and whatnot. Um and this is the other thing right just say 30 million for Royale what it's going to be 40, 43 how much was Romero's fee I've no idea I don't know if it's 50 or something it's a right it was big right it's between yeah. 40 and 50 million Hill was 25 rising to Mm-hmm. And have I missed anyone else? No, I think that's the, that's the summer signings. 
So that's Galina, close. Galina's alone. That's close to 100 million. That's not everyone did that in the Premier League. I don't like. We, we sold a lot this, too. Did we? How many? Who, how much did we get in sales? Do you know? Oh, uh, so not not. I'm talking about just the volume of players, not volume of money. Yeah, sort of um, wages off the uh, off the books and yeah. stuff. That's the thing with, 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 with the important thing with Endombly now is that he's, he's 20 million pounds. Sorry, he's on 200 grand a week reportedly. If he's yeah. not going to play, it's, you've got to get him out. You've got to free up that those wages for someone who is going to be have a significant impact on our first team football. Um, got a final question. Um, how many holes in a polo? That was from some bastard. <laughs> not bastard. No, no. That's, that's rude, isn't it? <laughs> Someone who's <laughs> taking the time out of their day to send in a question to help us on the podcast. Not some bastard. And you picked that question out, Flav. I don't know. Is it two? Is it one? If you flip it over, is it a new hole? That's, hello. It's philosophical. Um, <laughs> it's, no the answer is it's four. There's one hole in a polo and then in the word two o's forget it it's just terrible. it's three o's in the word oh yeah god with an a as well a polo oh, he is a wanker this guy who sent this in isn't he or honest. she or them it's a, it's a he Fair his name's dave <laughs> his name's dave uh all right let's end the, end on football uh skip and hoybier or skip and winks your preferred midfield skip and hoybier yeah same he starts to piss me off a little bit, Hoybier. I don't know why. I shouldn't. Loads but... of people are getting a bit aggy with him, aren't they? So, no, you know, you can feel. You can feel it. You can just feel... Because you watch football for such a long time. There's the little a, a culmination of small things, and you can feel a building of hatred. <laughs> <laughs> you can just feel it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, he's still mustard. All right, then, boys, that'll do. And, uh, obviously, we've got the Chelsea game tomorrow. Uh, but small? it looks like Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Wednesday. No, what's the day today? Yeah. Monday. Day after tomorrow. Sorry. You lose. You know, you lose track over the Christmas holidays and that. Um, it's just been reported potentially that we've got two cases of COVID. So the wow. game. One first teamer. And, and Chelsea have got a few injuries and cases as well. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. The immunity. Someone might die if I get that immunity and crack on with the season. Indeed. Right then. <laughs> okay. Uh, this has uh, been the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, T. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on the other side. All right. Bye. Bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.